Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne. This is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be trouble finding a relationship after a bad breakup. Well, I've got an email. It's a pretty short email, actually. This guy says he's been following my work for several years. and But he says he hasn't read my first book, 3% Man, 10 to 15 times yet, even though he's been following my work for several years. He says it's helped him a lot. But it's obvious that he's not following instructions because if, he, if he's been following my work for several years, he should have been through the book 10 to 15 times. And so what that tells me is that he's cherry picking and looking for quick fixes. And so he said he had a bad breakup about four months ago and he's upset that he hasn't found anybody new yet after four whole months. So this is pretty common that you see this with people when they have a breakup is they want, they start dating, they want to find somebody else right away. And the problem is the likelihood of you meeting somebody just as good, if not better than the last person you met in four months is like slim to none. It almost never happens. And because of that, after several months of not meeting anybody new that they like as much and is as into them as they were into each other as the last person, they tend to become impatient. And oftentimes that's why people go back to what they had before is because they become fearful that they're not gonna meet anybody better. And if you're trying to move on and improve yourself because typically if it didn't work the first time, it's oftentimes not gonna work the second time unless you were just doing a lot of really unattractive things that you shouldn't have been doing that turned her off and caused her to lose attraction and no longer want to be with you. In those cases, you take care of solving the, the things that you were doing and eliminating the unattractive behavior and then displaying more attractive behavior, that woman will naturally start feeling attraction for you again and come back, whether it's a marriage or a long-term relationship that got stagnant and dull and boring because you weren't doing the things necessary to date and court her properly and keep her excited and in love and happy with you. But I like the email because it, it brings up something that a lot of guys struggle with and this is the hard part after breakups. Several months have gone by and you're not having much luck. You're still emotionally attached to the other person, especially if you're the one that got dumped. Re rejection tends to breed obsession. And then you focus so much on what you had and the fact you haven't met anybody new. And then you start telling yourself, I lost the love of my life. I have to get her back. And then guys start chasing these women, especially guys that aren't familiar with my work. And oftentimes they spend many months or even years stuck in friend zone, hoping they're going to get out of it and get another chance. And it's just a bad way to go. So I got a quote that I wrote in this topic and then we'll go through his email. So the quote says, it's always healthy to take several months off from dating after a breakup and oftentimes even a year or more if the previous relationship was a decade or longer. Why? You must take time to heal and learn to be happy again being alone by yourself. If you don't enjoy your own company and aren't having a blast living your life being single, it's going to be really hard to get a woman to be excited about your life when you're not even excited about it. Enthusiasm and happiness is contagious and attractive. The best way to meet new women is a side effect of having a great social life full of friends, events, and activities that you love doing for fun. 
People who like the same things tend to like each other. Like attracts like. Make a great life for yourself and high quality women will seek you out. So it's really important. If you think about it, if you're not excited about your own life, how are you going to get a woman excited about it? And you're not excited about it. It's going to be next to impossible. It's just like the quote says, if you're enthusiastic and happy, you're going to be much more attractive than somebody that has a frown on their face and is not having a good time. So let's go through his email. He says, hey, coach, I'm a longtime subscriber to your YouTube channel, but have yet to read your book 10 to 15 times. Well, that's part of your problem, dude. You're cherry picking. You're not following the instructions that are in the book. That's why I say 10 to 15 times, because you want to get to know this information so well, you don't have to think about it. You just instinctively react and respond in the appropriate way. So there's a lot of guys are like this. They're just lazy about everything. They're lazy towards their own success, whether it's lazy working out and going to the gym and taking care of themselves and eating healthy consistently or improving their situation at work. If they're not getting the promotion they want, they just simply go find somebody else who is willing to give them the promotion or the money or the job that they want. And then they put in their two weeks notice when they line up a new job and they say, see you later. Gave you guys a chance. You didn't think I was worth it, but somebody else did. It's been real. Peace. That's what self-reliant men and women do. When they're not getting compensated or they're not getting the opportunities they want, they're not going to sit around and wait for a handout or wait for people to change their mind. They're just going to go out and make something happen for themselves. That's the best way to be in life. He says, you've helped me a lot throughout the years and have given me motivation to better myself as a man. Four months ago, I got out of a relationship that ended very ugly. She badmouthed me to my friends and family, ended up blocking me, even though we weren't in contact. Since then, I have had a very low self-esteem and questioned my worth. So the other thing that, again, I go into detail in 3% Man, is that when you're with somebody a long time in a relationship, and especially if you're living together, you're sleeping together, you're showering together, you're making love together, you're eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner together oftentimes, you spend your weekends together, you socialize together. Everything revolves around the life that you built for yourselves. And then when the relationship ends and that person is gone for you, from your life, your whole identity becomes wrapped up in who you were in that relationship. And now with that person gone from your life, you oftentimes look around, you're like, you don't recognize yourself, you don't recognize your life and that's why i said in the quote is that you got to take time to heal you got to get time take time to get back to that place where you were before when you were single before you met that last ex of yours because the happier you are the more fun you're having if you think i use the analogy oftentimes of guys as being the driver of the fun bus you want to get in the habit of being the driver of the fun bus. And whether it's friends or family or women that you're encountering and dating, they've got a bad attitude or they don't want to get on your fun bus, that's okay. You'll close the doors and you'll just drive on to the next stop because you're looking for people that want to have fun with you, people that like the same kinds of things. That's why it's so important to immerse yourself and lose yourself and the things you love and enjoy for fun, socially, activities that you do on the weekends, social things that you do, getting together with friends or whatever. 
because it's in the process of doing that where you're laughing and having a good time that you get noticed. And when you're hanging out with other like-minded people that like the same things, you make new friends that like the same things. Because like, like I said in the quote, people like the same things tend to like each other. And oftentimes there are women floating around. Maybe they're the single friends of one of the girlfriends of one of your buddies or the next door, single next door neighbor. Or you go to a friend's baby shower and they have maybe single friends, maybe girls that were their sorority sisters back in college that are single and they're hanging out. Everybody knows each other. You automatically get social proof because you're there. You're part of this group. And it's just easy and effortless to meet new people and click because you have so much in common. You know the same people. You run in the same social circles. And it's easy and effortless to talk to them because you already have social proof. You're already in this group versus being out at a bar or a nightclub or going someplace trying to meet women. Here you're just having fun. And just by the nature of your social life and what you do, you're going to encounter other like-minded people. And you just never know when it's going to happen. That's why it's so important to get to a place where you're having a lot of fun, you're smiling a lot, you're laughing a lot, because that's when you're most attractive. Because you appear like the guy that's driving the fun bus. Who wouldn't want to get on your fun bus? You're having a blast. If you're miserable, if you're upset, if you're sitting in a corner by yourself feeling sorry for yourself, you need to take time to heal. Take time to be alone. Get to a place where you can be alone in your house and have a blast. Maybe you're doing errands. Maybe you're cleaning your house. You're mowing the lawn, cleaning out your garage, working in your art room, whatever it happens to be. Getting to a place where you have a blast by yourself, where you don't feel like you're missing anything. You'd like to have somebody as a compliment to your life, but it's okay too. In other words, you can enjoy the silence. And when you feel these feelings of loss, when you start missing the ex, especially this guy's case, been four months, you want to be able to enjoy the silence, enjoy being alone, love to have somebody as a compliment to your life, but you're infinitely patient because you want to make sure you get the right person. Because also when you're desperate to find somebody new, you'll tend to ignore all the red flags that come along. And the way the universe tends to work is if you've got a weakness or a blind spot or something you need to transcend and overcome, you'll keep meeting the same kind of people with the same kind of flaws until you recognize those red flags and become strong enough to interact with them for a short period of time. Maybe go out on a few dates. Maybe you hook up a few times, whatever. But you got to have enough emotional self-control to recognize that they maybe they're displaying some of the same toxic type of behaviors that your ex did. And you have to be strong enough, especially when they're you're really attracted to them and they're really attracted to you, to move on from that because you've already seen that movie. You know how it, how it ends. You've been there. You've done that. You got the T-shirt. You want to be able to, to move on and transcend that. That's why you know the old saying goes: haste makes waste. Impatience never commanded success. I think it was Edwin Chapin that said that. Impatience never commanded success. So the worst thing you can do is be four months out of a breakup and be desperate to find somebody else. Because nine times out of 10, you're going to make a bad choice and then you're going to get burned again. And now when you get burned again, now you got another negative emotional event regarding your personal life that you got to work to overcome it. 
He says, I've been on all the dating apps and have been getting lots of dates and hookups, but nothing is turning into more than one or two hookups or dates. I'm 30 years old and consider myself good looking and charming, but I've been questioning a lot lately since even women I consider a bit below my standards are not putting in an effort or pursuing me like I'm used to. <clears throat> we well, understand, dude. Women aren't stupid. And they can tell when you're not really that into them. And it's hard to keep things going when you're not really into somebody because they can sense it. So you got to look at it as these women are doing you a favor because, like I said, people like the same things tend to like each other. And you're getting upset that women that you're not even that into after a few dates lose enthusiasm for you because women typically are better at this stuff than guys are. So they can tell when you're really into them for the most part and they can tell when you're not. And if you're not really displaying any enthusiasm, it's harder to maintain a conversation with these women if you're not excited. If you're not excited about her and her life and what she's all about and curious about her and interested in who she is as a human being, she's going to sense it and feel it. That's why a part of what's in 3% man is why women should be doing 70, 80, 90% of the talking on a date. If you're fascinated by her and you're excited and you want to get to know everything about her, you're going to be asking a lot of questions. But if you really couldn't care, if you're not that into her, you're not going to be asking a lot of questions about who she is because you're just you're not going to be into her. And women can sense that. If you cared about them, you'd want to know. And then you oftentimes, because you got dead spots in the conversation, you start you go back to talking about yourself instead of listening and Getting the other person to talk is what creates rapport. It's what causes them to like you more. And if you're not doing that, you shouldn't be surprised that these women that you're not even into who had some enthusiasm for you in the beginning, they start to recognize you're not that into them. And everybody wants to be loved and they can sense it and they can feel it. So you shouldn't be surprised that this is happening. He says, is it, is it my age? I've been talking to women five to eight years younger than me it's like bro i'm fucking 51 years old and I, I still date women that are in their 20s it's like come on man so you're feeling crappy and whatever you focus on expands so the quality of your life is in direct proportion to the quality of the questions that you consistently ask yourself so if you're not feeling very good about yourself and your life and you have a negative mindset, this is what happens. Oh, maybe the reason that these aren't going anywhere is because now I'm too old. Uh, these women are five to eight years younger than me. There's no way they would, they would like me. And so you tell yourself that. But what's happening is you're going out with mediocre women that you're not even into. I mean, it says how to be a 3% man, winning the heart of the woman of your dreams. It doesn't say winning the heart of the mediocre women. You want a woman that knocks your socks off. That's why I go out on a few dates, hook up a few times, and be like, hey, it's been great. And keep circulating until you find somebody else. It's like you're attached to the fantasy of what you want in somebody. And you're kind of ignoring the reality that these girls just aren't it. I was using an analogy yesterday with a client. You got to think of your, if you're familiar with NFL football, you know, you've got, was it 52 people, I think, that are on 53-man roster, whatever it is. And then you got 12, 15, 17 people that are on the practice squad. I can't remember how many off the top of my head right now. But you got to think of your dating pool as kind of like your practice squad. These are the women that are kind of on the bubble of making it onto your team, if you will. 
And if you know anything about NFL football is that over the course of the season, the practice squad is always changing. You always got people getting cut. You get people getting poached by other teams. And you get new people coming in that you've signed that maybe you've poached from other teams. And so you constantly want to be churning your practice squad, if you will. Because some of those people that are on your practice squad, some of the women in your practice squad, if you will, are going to make it to the team, meaning you actually want to spend time with them. So you always have to be prospecting, meeting new women. If you're back in the dating world, you got to keep it going until you find somebody that really knocks your socks off. And like I often say is that the numbers are the numbers. I mean, how often do you meet a new best friend? You, you, You might meet some some guy that you become close to, a new one for your pool of people, maybe once a decade, maybe twice a decade. It's good people don't come along very often. It's the same thing with women. Good women don't come along very often. I found over the course of my life, and I've seen it thousands of times in my clients' lives, it's you get one to three of those unicorn-style women where just everything seemed like the planets seemed to align. It's just easy and effortless to be with them. And you you can't make that happen all you can do is lose yourself in the process of keeping your practice squad rotating constantly getting fresh new talent in and the other talent that doesn't measure up and can't make the team you gotta cut them nothing personal you want the best that you can get and eventually you find your tom brady and once you find your tom brady if you will on your practice squad and then they become your starting quarterback if if you will, to use the analogy. But you got to think of yourself that way. You got to think of your dating pool of prospects as like your practice squad. You're always trying to improve it and put players on there that jive better with you than the previous ones. He says, I feel like I'm doing everything right on these dates and keeping my text interaction short and to the point to set up dates. But lately, all I've been getting is I'm busy this week, but maybe next week. When you hear a response like that, it just means I'm not that into you. For whatever reason, doesn't matter. Don't take it personally. It just, you know, from a practice squad perspective, it just says, because a lot of, everybody's got talent in the NFL, but most people don't have up here what they need to win mentally in the NFL. And that's why you get a guy like a Tom Brady, when you look at his, his uh, combine and all the things that he competed in before he got in in the NFL. You see the, the picture of him without his shirt. He looks like a guy that didn't even exercise. And yet he's the best quarterback that's ever lived. Why? What's the difference? It's what's up here. He's willing to prepare and outwork everybody. He's willing to do things with pliability and the alkaline diet, or I should say a version of the alkaline diet that I talk about mastering yourself that's, that most people aren't simply willing to do. So you've got to think of it from that perspective is that you want somebody that's exceptional and you'll never find that exceptional person unless you're constantly churning your practice squad. So when you recognize, when you hear, hey, I'm not, I'm busy this week, but maybe next week, then you hear, great, what's your schedule like next week? What, what are you free? Again, your job, as I talk about, and 3% man is to set the appointment, to set the date. But obviously that response, there's a total lack of enthusiasm. She's not willing to put you as a priority on her practice squad. 
So in other words, you're on the bubble and her practice squad because she doesn't like your level of enthusiasm, or I should say your lack of enthusiasm. You're not because the interesting thing is like when Tom Brady got drafted, he told Bob Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, he said drafted me is the best decision you ever made. I mean, that's pretty cocky. And he lived up to that. He said it. He meant it. Just like Babe Ruth pointing to the stands and saying, I'm hitting a home run over there. Tom Brady, he walked the talk. He still walks the talk. That's why he's exceptional. So you got to use a little analogy from football and apply it towards your dating and your personal life. So you got to be patient, man. It may take you four or five years to find somebody you really jive with. But in the meantime, you can have a hell of a lot of fun building your life, date and hook up and see what's out there, improve your skills, read 3% Man 10 to 15 times and apply it so you can get really good at it. Because when that Tom Brady comes along in your life, so to speak, you got to have your act together or else somebody else is going to poach him from your practice squad. Also, apply what's in mastering yourself to optimize your professional life and your purpose and your mission and your body health-wise so you can set yourself apart. And then you can be 51 years old and still having women in their 20s hitting on you and wanting to date you. It's not a bad life. I mean, Leo DiCaprio, he's not suffering. I think he's living a pretty damn good life. So, but to each his own, whatever you want. That's the important thing, that you build a life and the lifestyle that you're happy about. So if you'd like to get my help personally, go to understandingrelationships.com, click the products tab at the top of your screen, and book a coaching session with yours truly. Until next time, I will talk to you soon. (laughs) 